Hello there, and welcome to episode 87 of the Night Gallery podcast. My name's Chris Brown. Today we're talking about episode 7 of uh, season 3. Originally broadcast on December 10th, 1972. Uh, it was uh, a teleplay by Robert Malcolm Young, based on a short story by Kurt Van Elting, who also had written the short story for last week's episode, The Other Way Out. And uh, directed by Jeff Corey. And this one is called Fright Night. We're truly delighted that you've come. I mean, anyone can go to the movies or a night doubleheader or a discotheque or what have you, but only the tasteful visit a place like this. Their taste, of course, must of necessity run toward the slightly odd, or at the very least, the bizarre. That's what we deal with here, the bizarre. The expected, unexpected, if you will. As in the case of this painting here, it's called Fright Night, featuring that beloved star of stage and screen. The name eludes me, but there is, you'll note, a familiarity about it. Actually, this fiery apparition is the sort of thing that appears in strange houses, because that's what this painting depicts, a very strange house. And you're welcome to share it with us, because this is the night gallery. Tom Ogilvy and his uh, wife, Leona, are moving into uh, a distant cousin, cousin's house after his death. Uh, Tom is a writer who is struggling with, uh, with his next novel. And um, he's using it as an, the breakaway as, a, as an excuse to, to get away and try and, try and rekindle his, from his writer's block. Um, the pro- there is a problem, though. Cousin Zachariah is quite an unusual character. Zachariah was a believer in the occult and witchcraft and um, he was a very dangerous man. Um, the housekeeper warns him that um, this, that there's a trunk and it not to be moved because somebody would be coming to get it at some point. Um, Tom moves it into the attic where he's desperately struggling to write. He sees the trunk move though, and it starts to kind of get a, 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 um, a feel for itself and a feel for the area. It's like a kind of trying to take control, I should say. And at one point, he's possessed by it and forgets the fact that he'd already been asleep, woken up, and went upstairs at one point. There's a message next to the to the typewriter one morning that says that the evil spirits want to possess the couple, and um, it's typed there that they want to do terrible things to them. Yet another ruthless demon is in there, and the holy masters want to cease. And in their foul determination, they will. Leona. Will they persevere? For it must come to pass that a young woman shall, with a white liquid scalding hot, press to her lips, and thence force down her throat, and the Sabbath day night be executed by the young man, her everlasting soul and forfeit. so incredibly straight. Well, I know it doesn't sound like anything you'd write. Oh, come off of it, Leona. What did you do? Copy it out of one of those books downstairs? You think I typed this? Well, I certainly didn't. That's straight out of the 1600s. Darling, what is it? 
Well, maybe... Maybe somebody got in here. It's Halloween night, and tensions are incredibly high at the moment. The two spirits that appear to be in the trunk possess the couple. And Tom tries to pour scalding hot milk down the throat of Leona. He spins his hand, drops the pan, and there's a knock at the door. It's Zachariah, and he's come for the trunk. The next morning the spirits have gone, but this time there's a different trunk and a warning again not for it to be opened or moved because Zachariah will come and pick it up at some point in the future. The house, the old uh, Zachariah's house, was um, still still there in the Universal Backlot and that's mainly because it's actually uh, the Bates home from Psycho. It's also used in the question of fear, it pops up a couple of times uh, also, the other way out as well. It pops up a few times in the um, in Night Gallery. It's used quite quite frequently. It's it's such a ominous and quite um, you know notorious building, I suppose. But the problem with that is, of course, that you know you're looking at this and you're looking at this story. It's an incredibly confused piece. There's so many disparate different elements. You it doesn't really make a lot of sense as a narrative. I mean, where are these spirits coming from? Why is Zachariah picking the trunk up? What's going on? I mean, you think, is it Zachariah that's doing this stuff initially? And then it doesn't appear to be, it just appears to be the trunk. It seems like it's all tied together, but it doesn't really make, explain why it is or why it's doing it or what's going on. And it's difficult to see at all what's happening at points because there's so many ridiculous visual flourishes. And also linked with a million different things, possession, witchcraft, the occult. It was um, it was difficult. And also, at points, it's poorly handled in truth. Um, there is uh, some, some good stuff in this, obviously. Uh, Leonard Engelman does the makeup for, uh, for Zachariah, and it's quite different to what you normally expect. He said, I rubbed a gum eraser all the way down on sandpaper until I had these very, very fine pieces, almost wormy-like, with a yellowish, strange tone. I used duo adhesive on the actor's face, and then the same sponge I dipped into this crumbling rubber and stippled on his face. I actually built an appliance onto his face, building up some areas to make them more prominent until he looked like a skull. Then I dusted it all with different shades of fuller's earth to give that withered age look, as if the skin was turning to dust. It looks great. However, the problem with that is you see it loads. Uh, the camera focuses on it for ages and it's quite brightly lit. There's another reason for that as well, which is a massive problem. Basically, it's a double climax at the end of the story. You have the well, triple climax if you include the fact that he's going to be back. You've got Tom pouring the, doing the milk, then an instant breakaway to Zachariah appearing, and then the additional shock that you know the horror isn't over, it's not finished and they're going to have to leave. 
Um, so it kind of like compounds and compounds and compounds. And also with the fact that the story's quite complicated anyway, it doesn't really work. There's no real scare to it at that stage because there's just too much going on. Jeff Corey says, I hate it Fright Night. There was a lot of intrusion on Jack's part. He's talking about Jack Laird. Somebody in the Black Tower was giving him hell and he was very, very cranky. He wanted certain kinds of effects. He wanted this, he wanted that. But I didn't quite understand the goddamn story. It was a terrible script, you see. The others I did were rods and really made sense. Um, and the last and damage of that was that Corey didn't work again on another Night Gallery episode. So the reality was that Laird cut off his nose to spice his face because he got rid of a director off the basis of one bad gig, even though he'd done so well in the past. And you should try writing a little better. Take that back. Or writing anything, for that matter. You know why you stopped working? Because you're afraid that that precious publisher of yours will spot your work for the pop and travel it really is. Right, um... If you want to email me, you can do, please do. It's chris at thetwilightzonenetwork.com. Please go to our website, www.thetwilightzonenetwork.com. Uh, all the details of the articles, Facebook, Twitter, stuff like that. Um, or you can get me on my personal Twitter, which is at orange underscore monkey. Uh, next week, we are discussing uh, Finnegan's Flight, which is a Rod Serling story directed by Gene Kearney. Um, so, until then, take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.